Hi, I'm Hammond. <laughs> this is Jessica. We're here for the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Hi. If you like what we're doing, go to patreon.com like, slash... We really nailed this intro. We're, we'll figure this out at some point. Patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we Y'all, want... we're so close to making Hammond watch Star Wars. <laughs> we can make it happen together. <laughs> One of these days. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we have a bunch of stories we want to get to from but the first, week. But first... We need to talk about what we're drinking tonight. This is a really big night, you guys. <laughs> Evan and I were talking about where we were going to record, my place or his, and he's in my place. And then he said, single email, all caps, I bought wine. And it was just like a really big moment in my life <laughs> because usually he has Mike's Hard Lemonade here. But uh, Hammond, go ahead and tell us the story of you buying wine. You... I went shopping uh-huh. and I'm thinking, what would Jessica drink? And then I totally... <laughs> Did the opposite thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> ignored that question and then bought the cheapest Riesling I could find. It's a yellowtail Riesling, which like... <laughs> Listen, it's wine in a glass. I'll drink it. But I mean, are we six-year-old women with ice cubes in our wine? I don't know. The sad part is I have no idea what the distinguishing things are it's between gonna... brands and types. I just know, oh, Riesling, Listen, I can drink Listen, you that. know I love a cheap wine. Done. Riesling is sweet as fuck. It's, it's going to be great. Thank you, Hemet. Thank you for inviting me to your home to record with this lovely <laughs> six dollar bottle of wine. It's, it's either that or the baby's milk somewhere here. Oh, gross, You can dude. have whatever you want. Um, <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna have my first sip. I hope it's good. I don't. <laughs> mm, it's warm. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Do you know, I'm sorry. Just point of reference. Do you know that white wine's supposed to be cold? No. Okay. Oh, it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I haven't. Oh, bless your heart. Uh, okay. It was. It wasn't in the fridge or anything at the grocery store. Well, just talk about the news. All right. Um, here's the story that. <laughs> Here's the one that just bothered me for so many reasons. Okay. And it, it spurred a lot of discussion online. It involves this senior in high school. Her name is Maddie Runkles. And there's nothing wrong with her. She's fine. Um, she is a student in uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. She goes to a place called Heritage Academy. It is a private Christian school. A lot of kids do that. Sure. Might be their parents' decision. Not a big deal. Whatever. She's a good student as far as I could tell. Um, like grade point average wise, she's a good, strong student. Um, and as happens for many high school students every now and then, um, she got pregnant at some point in her high school world. Okay. And this is kind of where the conflict happens because as you might expect, I'm hate this, at a cri- I? I don't know. No, not really. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> at a Christian school, uh, guess what their policy is on don't pregnancy. Bang. Oh, don't. Yes, don't bang. Don't. I mean, obviously, they're totally abstinent only. They're not doing like comprehensive sex. So obviously, they're anti abortion. They are anti abortion somehow. I mean, I don't. But they're also anti premarital sex. Yes. So I bet this girl's not in a super great place with her school. There's your conflict right there. Right. Because, uh, yes, they have these rules that it's weird to apply them to like teenagers. Right. But yes, they are pro life Mm -hmm. um, and they are anti and they are pro abstinence. Mm hmm. And this girl obviously broke the abstinence rule. Right. So the question is, what should she do? Or in this case, what should she have done? And the, what she chose to do, as the school would, you would think, wanted her to do, uh-huh. she kept the baby. Okay. Um, she is still pregnant right now. She hasn't delivered the baby yet, is so she, that's where she is Do you know, is, is she keeping the baby? Not that's yes, germane, she is keeping the baby, okay. and she is visibly pregnant. I don't know when the baby's due. 
But graduation is actually taking place, uh, I think maybe by the time we release this podcast, they will have had their graduation, so it's like this Friday weekend. Friday night, what, the 25th? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the 26th, yeah. Oh, it's 26th. So Ooh, I, think, I think they're either having graduation this week, maybe it's next week. Okay. But what the school said to her, and this is where the problem came, oh, no. they said, Oh, no, we, I saw this headline. We don't want you walking across the stage. Fuck. We They're not going to let her graduate with Dude, her classmates. She's going to be in a fucking gown. Nobody can see that <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. Um, they don't want her to graduate because they don't want to celebrate her sin. Fuck you guys. Yeah. So are you? Uh, I mean, she'll get her diploma. She did everything she needed to do. The school was adamant about saying this. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, but, school. You're so brave and noble. You're yes. giving her a diploma because it's literally like not <laughs> feasible to fucking flung somebody for no specific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And here's what the conflict part was like. Had she quietly aborted the baby, uh-huh. as I'm sure many teenage girls do and have done and mm-hmm. will continue to do, mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't have known about it. No. Um, and she would have been able to walk across stage without problem. No one would care because this stuff happens in private sure. all the time. She followed their rules. Yeah. Like, okay, well, yes, she had sex. she did break a pretty big After one. she broke that one, yeah. she kept the baby. Yeah. And the question is, if you're pro-life... What do you do with her? Like, yes, she's screwed up in their view with the having sex bit. Yeah. But that's done with now. So what do you do with her now? Well, and and I think that's a a, a pattern we see a lot of... How's your wine? <laughs> I think it's a pattern we see a lot of... Uh, and I feel like it comes often from the right, often from the religious right of... Instead of dealing with like what's actually happened, so teen pregnancy or um, whatever, like people in gangs or drug use or whatever, their solution is well, you should just shouldn't have done that in the first place. <laughs> right? And don't like, you feel that like that's help a, me now? That's a thing that like I hear time and time again of like, oh well, you know, I can't afford to feed my kid. Well, I shouldn't have another kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, in that's the meantime, not terribly help, helpful <laughs> for me and my human child who does need to eat a couple times a day. So I think this is a really, really um, and I use good loosely, but good example of that kind of thing of like, okay, well, you can't go back in time and make her not have had sex. And she did what one what one would hope they would do or what a Christian school would hope they would do. Which is to keep the baby. Which is to keep the baby and whatever. It's just, it's this sort of policing of, policing of morality, obviously. But I, I, and I, Shocker! I feel like I we see it a lot with like women of policing what women do and what they think because I bet I bet if the uh, father goes to that school I bet he's like trotting his fucking ass across that stage. Uh, it w- it was a moot point because I don't think the father goes to the school and he wasn't really a part of any of the coverage. I think I hope I have this right. From Maddie's perspective, she said uh, he's not really going to be a part of the baby's life or whatever, which is irrelevant to our discussion here. Um, But it's not like he goes to that school. So we don't know what the school would have done with him too. Uh, I have a pretty good idea what they would have done. (laughs) (laughs) Because, okay. So, and I, okay. Yeah. Say, okay. Say the couple, Maddie and And the the, the father, we're going to call him Bob. Mm -hmm. Say Maddie and Bob. Oh, did you watch Twin Peaks last week? You don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. Um, So Maddie and Bob um, both go to the school and it's known, they're dating. It's known that he's the father. Mm -hmm. So they know he's the father. I 
presumably he would, I can't imagine they could justify preventing him from walking because he's not visibly pregnant, but he was still complicit. Right. Right. So, so what if Maddie was planning on giving up the baby? So realistically, they both had kind of equal investment in this pregnancy. Like after this, neither are going to be parents. Is that the same moral thing? Like it, it just seemed, I don't know if that's, even a salient point, but it's just a frustrating thing of fuck those guys. Well, and a lot of pro-life groups have spoken out about this saying, okay, we get it. She shouldn't have gotten pregnant, but now that she is, this school is making a huge Mm -hmm. mistake by basically shaming her publicly uh, by not letting her walk across that stage. Um, She announced this, by the way, that was her decision, but she announced this to the school basically saying, look, I made a mistake, but I am keeping the baby. I just Uh want you all to know since you're probably going to ask. But the school's making a mistake by basically shaming her for keeping this baby to do what's right. So what's that going to do? If you're encouraging your kids to be pro-life and anti-abortion, how is that setting an example for, I would think, okay, she made a mistake. This is a very quote unquote Christian thing to do, right? She made a mistake, but she's atoning for it and she's doing the right thing. We as a community should gather around her and support her and give her the the community and the support she needs. And that is what every pro-life, the Christian groups said. Let's and gather around her and help her out. People aren't pro-life because that shit doesn't happen in right. real life. You're 16 or 17 this or 18, school, you're pregnant, and the father isn't around, your parents aren't supportive, and your community shuns you. What? What? Of course. Like, the school what? is playing into every stereotype people have about pro-life yeah, people, the negative ones. They're not coming across looking particularly they, good. They're all about abstinence, but the second you have and you keep that baby, they don't want to help you. I'd be... I know, I know the stats exist of like abstinence-only education versus... Um, comprehensive sex com- ed. Thank you. That's the official word. Mm-hmm. I do you know. Do you know off the top of your head? Is there are there stats regarding like Christian private schools, Catholic schools, things like that, and a pregnancy rate versus a public school? Uh, definitely don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I don't know. My I think that'd be an interesting. I don't know statistic. if it's any better or worse. Right. Uh, I mean, I'd be curious to see yeah. that. Anyway, that's a bummer. I, I, uh, I and wish Maddie, the student. Well. She even said, uh, on, uh, she's quoting here, honestly, that makes me feel like maybe the abortion would have been better. Sweet. Uh, then they would have just forgiven me rather than deal with this visible consequence. And she's totally Holy right. Shit. She's totally right. I hope she, like, you, this is a terrible thing to happen yeah. to her. And, I, and by that, I mean the school thing, the pregnancy, it's her decision if, right. if that's a blessing or a curse or however she wants to look at it. But I do hope this turns into something positive for her. I hope that her story gets enough traction that like she gets a scholarship or gets the help she needs or or gets support because this is a shitty situation. This for what is it's worth, the least Christian thing I've ever heard of. I haven't heard anyone saying she doesn't have a good support network. Yeah, you're like she right. has her I'm family and I think her friends are fine. She is going to go, I should say, to Bob Jones University, which is uber conservative Christian college. Oh, honey. Um, like, they'll be fine with her keeping the baby and having the baby. That happens to people. Yeah. But she's I'm not... extrapolating She's still going to be in that it. bubble. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. Yeah, I'm with you. I would love to know what happens, like, five years into the yeah. future. I think one of the things that really bothered me about this story is the whole idea that... Uh, we joke about this, and we we say this seriously, too, for the evangelicals who are hypocrites and stuff, they're really, what they have a problem with isn't sin. It's visible sin. Mm. So if if she was pregnant, but the baby wasn't showing, 
they might have let her walk the stage. If she had had the abortion, like she said, they might have forgiven her and walked the stage. But there's also all those instances of like, you know, love the sin or hate the sin when it comes to LGBT people. They will go out of their way to say, no, if you are gay, that's fine. But if you get gay married and you celebrate it, whatever, then you're a problem. Right, you can be gay, just don't act on that. How many... Christian evangelists have had like affairs behind the scenes, but nothing happens to them. They're doing just fine. But like Ted Haggard got caught in his sex scandal, but it was so visible in the Mm -hmm. public eye. So he had to lose his job. Well, And it's a very uh, small, uh, it's a very look the other way sort of mentality. Like as long as you're putting on the air, the show, saying (laughs) the right things and you're coming to church in your hat, the Stephen Colbert, uh, uh, the John Oliver televangelist. Yes. Because they scam you behind the scenes. Mm -hmm but it's under the radar. Right. So they don't care. And and we kind of touched on this last week, I think, um, about how, you know, people say that I swear too much and they have a problem (laughs) with that. But like, would you rather me like sound really nice and sound really quote unquote proper, but like say shit that isn't genuine or pertinent or it, it just sounds kind of sweet and ultimately has nothing behind it or, or is the bless your heart Southern thing of like, I'm saying something nice <laughs> to you, but it's got venom in it. Like it's, it, it's this sort of like what you show to many people is more important than really who you are and what you say. It's just how you say it and how you look when you say it. And speaking of that, I once heard a Christian pastor give a talk where he opened up kind of the, the sermon by saying something, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Um, you know, there are kids who are going to bed tonight hungry. Um, there are like millions, he gave a statistic, there are millions of kids uh, going home, uh, going to sleep, starving in Africa because they can't get a fucking meal. Mm-hmm. And what's pissing me off is that there are those of you in the crowd who are angrier that I said the word fucking than you are at the fact that they are starving. Oh, my God. Right? It was good. Oh, my God. What's his name? I don't know. It was a while ago. It was a <laughs> long time ago. That, that's, uh, but that one know, stuck with me. That yeah, was a good point. You know uh, Tim Minchin? Yeah. He has the Fuck the Pope song? <laughs> yes. And it's all, it's that. It's, I, I, it's that. You guys, if you haven't listened to Tim <laughs> Minchin, first of all, where have you been? He's a genius. Second of all, he has a song called, I think, is it called? Fu- he sang it at the Reason Rally. He did. That was actually my <laughs> first exposure. That angered a lot of people, which it is really hilarious because that proves his point. And, and he literally says, like, the thesis statement in the song because it's just, it, like, literally the song is like, fuck that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> over and over and over. In the end, it's something about, like, if you're more mad that I keep saying fuck than you are about, like, what the Pope stands for and what the Catholic Church does, except for it rhymes and <laughs> was better. Um, also, dude, get into Tim Minchin. White Wine in the Sun is my favorite Christmas song. That also, we're drinking song. white wine at night. Hey, hey, we are. Warm it's white wine. so cool. Um, and by the way, going off of the hypocritical thing, too, yeah. like, they always talk about, like, yeah, women are equal in the church, too. <laughs> but lately... There are more. I spit take in the I mic. <laughs> there, there are more female evangelical bloggers who are criticizing the church for a oh, lot of its good stances. For them. And I've seen so many articles in Christian media, like, "What the? What do we do about these women who are speaking out?" Oh like, my god, well, how you, do we shut them up? Yeah, it's pretty Men, much it. We need to do our duty. So anyway, that was. Uh, I have to say. Uh, it could not have been easy for Maddie Runkles, that student, I mean, to say, I will be glad to talk to the media about this because the New York Times posted about this. Incredibly brave. Incredibly uh, brave. I think I, I think if I understand the history of this story, um, 
they didn't want to go public with it. They wanted to settle this in-house with the, the school, school, the family. Oh, the family. Maddie's family. And when the school decided, no, you're not crossing the stage, they're like, all right, Here we're we getting go. the media involved then. So do they have a, um, I guess a stance is how I'd put it? Are they saying the like... The school? No, I'm sorry, the, the family. Like, mm-hmm. what's, I guess what's their motivation for going to the press? Is it just say like, this is bullshit and we want people to know about it? That is that sort they of know their... that in their view, yes, Maddie made a mistake uh-huh. in getting pregnant, right. but... If this is a Christian school that we are sending our daughter to, how dare they shame her, basically, for keeping the baby? That right. seems to go against everything they stand okay. for. I think that's where they're coming from Good on for this. them. So, yeah. Interesting story. Uh, it's something people but are still d- talking about uh, after it aired. Um, so, But doesn't it, uh, not to be an asshole about yeah. it, but doesn't it kind of feel a little like live by the sword, die by the sword? Like, yeah, you went to the Christian school. Yeah, what you think they were going to do? Yeah, which I, that's, and it's not, I'm not victim <laughs> blaming here, but there is just sort of like, you know what they believe. They're pretty shitty all around. It's it's sort of like, it's, oh, it's fine. It's the same like GOP thing. Like we can bash gays all you want until I have a son who's gay. And now we can be like, it's when it happens to us. When it happens to me, <laughs> and I'm a grade A student. And yeah. Grade A student, is that how you Sure. An A student? I gotcha. I mean, <laughs> no, but that's a fair point. Like, what did they think was going to happen? But, okay, now that they're there, and they would... Th- I, I think even in their head, they're thinking, well, if we make a mistake, surely a Christian school would be more forgiving right. about it right. than a public school or something. Nah. Um, I wonder what would have... I mean, if she had gotten pregnant when she was a student at Bob Jones next then, year, oh. I think she very well could have been expelled for it because uh, she would have oh. broken the rules there. I was going to say, what if she got pregnant and had the kid like before she graduated? Could she have walked then? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. The school Is it has, just because she's actually visibly pregnant? I, I, my... That's what it sounds like. The school has issued... Not an apology. They're not. They're not taking. Of not. They're not backing down uh, from their decision yet. They haven't said oh, we were wrong. We will let her cross the stage. Yeah. They haven't done that. What they tried to do is release a statement saying, "Here's where we're coming from on this," but it doesn't. It, it doesn't is make it, any sense. Is the paper just a picture of their own asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Should have been. That's pretty good. Um, good job, Jessica. <laughs> nicely, nice. Uh, all right. Here's another one okay. story for you. Uh, Ark Encounter, the Noah's Ark theme park in Are we Kentucky. Are fucking talk about this again? Here's why. Uh, they're, they're coming up on their one-year anniversary, and so it seems like it's a good time to kind of reassess. Has it only been... A, oh, only, I'm thinking of the Creation Museum. Yeah, Creation Museum's been around for a long time. Creation Museum's in uh, Tennessee? Uh, that's in Kentucky, too, but I oh, can't remember Kentucky. how long that's been around. It, it's close to a decade, if I not a Kentucky decade. I Kentucky this summer. Maybe I should pay one of those things a visit. You should if you haven't gone. I'm not joking. You should If any of you are listening and you're close to Williamstown, Kentucky, or wherever the Creation Museum is, um, it's, wor- it's expensive, but it's kind of worth it just so you could see it firsthand. How far and is Louisville from, what's it called, Williamstown? Williamstown is where the Noah's Ark one is, uh-huh. and the Creation Museum, I can't remember the city, I can look that up, Town. but they're not too far away from each other. It's not it's not a bad thing to go check it out. I've said that about like evangelical megachurches too. If you've never been to a service, you should go. So just so you know what so many millions of Americans experience on a weekly basis and okay. you should know how the Creation Museum works. So one of my best friends lives in Louisville. I'm going to visit her this summer. Make a side trip. If we make a side trip, can Don't. I record a podcast with my friend Leslie? Do it. She we're so obnoxious when we're together. They'll- She's me but smaller and louder. <laughs> That's, oh my God. She was the only other English major dance minor at Ball State University. So we're best friends. That is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, do it. That would, it'll be interesting. 
It can be on our Patreon thing because we shouldn't unleash this Boom. to stuff the, the public. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. So, creation me, uh, Ark Encounters coming up on oh, a year. Yeah. So, the question is this. They... Is it good? No. Uh, is it good? No. They asked Williamstown, this city, like, let us build our giant park on your land. This is going to bring tourism. That, and yeah, and this is years ago. This isn't one year ago when it opened. This right. is five, ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember writing this. Uh, whenever the, this was a theory. I remember like, when I started writing for the Friendly Atheist mm-hmm. in 2012, the, <laughs> the building of the Ark Encounter got delayed because there were floods. And I, I don't that think was, that was this one, but that was another there's one. There's another Ark there Encounter? Are, are you there f- are other Noah's Ark replicas out there. <sighs> okay, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'll stop interrupting. It's all good. Um... So, yeah, this thing has been up. They asked Williamstown, like, let us build here. Um, but if because we will bring you tourism, we will bring you, we will have jobs, mm-hmm. thousands of jobs. Literally they nines said that. dollars an hour. <laughs> they said they will bring jobs in tourism. It'll be good. Uh-huh. Uh, but in return, they wanted, like any business would, they want breaks, you know, they want a deal. And yeah. that's not weird. Any no. company would say, you want us to come to your town? Tell us what you're going to offer I us. I mean, that's how like movies work. That's why everything's being filmed yes. in Atlanta right now, because they have excellent tax breaks. Exactly. I don't know yeah. why that's a thing I know. Yeah. So this is why they wanted to do it. And Williamstown said, well, we're, we're not doing too well right now as a city. Sure. We could totally use this, oh, is, no. is what they kind of agreed. Um, without getting into the too much of the nitty gritty, because it's it gets complicated. Mm-hmm. They said, "Look, you could build on this land. We will give you a lot of the land for a ridiculously like virtually nothing price." Okay. Um, God, I hope they tax at least. They uh, obviously, famously, they got a, a incentive from Kentucky that said, depending on how much attendance we have and the sales, mm-hmm. like a portion of the sales tax we would pay to the state, we get a cut of it back up to $18 million over 10 years. Um, when they said the jobs, they, they will have jobs. They have over 3,000 jobs, or at least that's the expectation. But only after the fact did Answers in Genesis say, oh, but you have to be a Bible-believing young earth creationist Christian. That's right. Which is why people didn't like the tax break from Kentucky. Yeah. Like, you're discriminating Sounds in Ireland. Sounds illegal. So the jobs didn't really work out, uh-huh. as they said, because it only applied to people like them. But, okay, let's look outside that for a second. Has this helped Williamstown? Is Williamstown... Because that's a clear secular way to judge whether this thing helped the city Mm -hmm. and it turns out as far as we know it has not worked out for the city of williamstown or grant county which it's in and this is what's interesting because i think ken ham's defense would be it's only been a year we haven't done everything which is an it's makes a fair thing um and this is almost I but think I'm sure they had to have projections, right? They had, they to had say. projections. They said, well, and have the they city fallen short have. of those projections? We don't know because there's we don't know the attendance numbers yet. They haven't released those publicly. Okay. We don't know like how much money they're taking in at Ark Encounter. So how do we know that it's not what they're judging it on is to say how are all the businesses in the community doing? Oh, oh some oh, of oh. them. Uh, this was an interesting story that uh, was in some local papers and stuff. Um, the mayor of uh, Williamstown and make sure I get this. His name is Rick Skinner. His family owned a furniture business for like decades and decades. That business is shutting down. This uh, is the mayor's family owned business. Mm-hmm. There's a lots of reasons it's shutting down. Like I buy my furniture at Ikea sure. or online or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yes, the economy is not good for that business, 
but he was kind of hoping like, well, if all these people are coming by and sure. moving here, I would do better. Yeah. It's not. A lot of hotels are not seeing a lot of, it's not like there are no vacancies every night. Mm-hmm. And the, it's not like uh, the food establishments are having sure. a ton of people either. And here's kind of a chicken and the egg problem because Ark Encounter is saying, well, you need to build up the city and build the restaurants and build more hotels because you got to make it a destination so that families can come to Ark Encounter. But you but can't then justify they can new construction elsewhere. if you're not seeing... Right. So the city's saying, well, you're not bringing in people, Ark Encounter, so why are we building these things? So they're kind of... There's a, right. a theoretical battle over whose fault sure. this is. And I think it's interesting that that Ken Ham said, oh, it's only the first year, which is a legitimate argument about why the business isn't turning a profit. That's completely understandable. Like, that's generally how businesses work. They don't draw profits for a long time. But one would think that within a year, like that first year, it shouldn't you know something? And I would think first year for Ark Encounter is going to be the most successful yeah, year. Like, what are they thinking is going to happen next year? That is going to yeah. drive attendance up. This like, if you a- opened it, it's done. You're, it's, it's not like year two, you're like doing a big addition. Like, this is your whole <laughs> shtick, dude. Yeah, unlike a real museum, what the exhibits it, don't change. Is it, like, you don't have to go back is twice. Is it a museum or is it a theme park? Oh, it's not a theme park because there are no rides or anything. It's, so it's just it's like literally, a boring Here's trunk. how Noah could have done it. That's kind of it. Which even if you're Christian and you believe that stuff, it's like once you've gone once, what else are you going back for? Yeah, like and the Ken Creation Ham- Museum, I get the draw. It's not something obviously I'm interested in, but like I get, okay, like I can pretend my views are scientific for a second. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it would be like if, no, I don't know. Like I'm just thinking, it, it makes me think of like, in Boston, there's that like freedom trail that you can just like walk through and it's really cool. I've done yeah. it a couple times. I really enjoy it, but it's not like, it's not like if they charge $30 to like just walk around and look at things, I'm not going to be super <laughs> thrilled about that. Right. And that so at least, I just at to talk least about the if the city had other things at night, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, okay. So we go to the Ark Encounter in the day, but then we have all this other stuff to do mm-hmm. and it's not working. Um, I'll give you actual quotes. And who the fuck is going to Kentucky on vacation? No offense. That's, that's, not, tr- well, that's, that's not fair because I have literally gone to Kentucky <laughs> on vacation. So You're going again. I am. Kind of. Well, Louisville is a great town. This is kind of the point, though. They were saying, look, we're not doing well with tourism. All the more reason to bring in Ark Encounter from the county's perspective. Or diversify what your profits <sighs> but, it, but it hasn't worked out. Um, the, there's a guy, his title is Judge Executive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Wood, but he said Grant County still has the same small number of non-chain restaurants and hotels that it did last December. Um, they also voted to allow bars. Like, this was a dry oh, county, shit. and they allowed alcohol, mostly saying so we could build these restaurants yeah. and more people could come and have Dude, a drink. if I'm spending the day at Ark Encounter, you know oh, I need a bar mm-hmm. at the end of the night. Uh, and he said, I'm shocked, I'll be honest with you, we were told the vote in favor of alcohol sales would uh-huh. bring restaurants, particularly with the Ark, it hasn't. So in the city and county, they are not doing well. Yeah. Ark Encounter is still planning to do expansions. They want to build more stuff. They want to build ancillary things that have nothing to do with Noah's Ark just to make it a bigger draw. But so far, like anecdotally, Uh I don't see evidence that they're bringing in a ton of people. Uh Um, I don't know. And you said they haven't released attendance? Not publicly. They keep saying our attendance is great to the media, but they haven't released numbers. Donald Trump keeps saying his taxes are amazing. Um, 
Did you ever wait tables as a... I never did, but I did work at... That actually doesn't surprise me. You don't seem like you'd be a very good I worked at like a golf course behind the counter. (laughs) I worked selling newspapers over the phone. I had some weird jobs, but I didn't do waiter. Um... All I can think about is like, oh, they're going to bring restaurants here and it's going to be these people who go see Ark Encounter. I don't know. It, like anybody who's ever waited tables knows that the worst shift in all of <laughs> serverdom. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Afternoon. Sunday morning, afternoon, the church crowd comes in and they are the pits. They're terrible tippers. They leave chit tracks. It's and I'm just thinking like, oh, my God, if you took a job at like the TGI Fridays in Williamstown all it is is like self-righteous people who like leave you little <laughs> notes about how much Jesus loves you and that's your tip. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'm not bringing my restaurant there. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I've heard that from many people that the tips suck on yeah. Sunday afternoons. And I should also point out one just... And all this is one of those uh, just a dick move on top of all of this, which is that uh, the deal that Ken Ham and his people, our answers in Genesis, has with the city... Um, these employees that they hire, the younger creationist janitors that they hire too, two yeah. percent um, of their paycheck goes back to Ark Encounter. Fuck, because that's Come part on. of the deal. Are you kidding? No, that doesn't sound legal either. Nope, to help them pay off the loans. Are there question? Yeah, are there repercussions for for the answers in Genesis people if they don't meet expectations? Are there repercussions to them? No. Not that I can see. Cool, I mean, cool, cool, they cool, 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 they have cool, cool, junk cool, cool, bonds, cool. like $62 million, I think, in junk bonds that they bought from... I do not know what a junk bond uh, is. I don't either, and so <laughs> I'm not going to get into detail. You out. <laughs> like, they're called TIFFs, but, like, they have $62 million that they got, basically, from the city to build this, uh-huh. uh, that the city was hoping that was an investment for them. Uh, if you know better than us, please chime in. Oh, uh, oh listeners, they will. <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Um, and anyway... But like Grand County guys, gave up a lot. When you tell me what junk this. bonds are, like say it like you're talking to a fourth grader. Yes. Uh, that's for me too. <laughs> um, all right. I'm moving on to a different story. Okay. Uh, this is a short one. Okay. It's just funny. Uh, Joel Osteen, the pastor in Texas. I heard about this, the Longhorns thing. Yeah. His kid okay, graduated from college. For the record, you college. guys, Hemant just super did the wrong hand gesture immediately. You did hang loose. <laughs> no, I didn't. That, that was, was a, a mistake. I know. That's what I'm this making is fun what of because you do. made a mistake. Uh, Joel That's Osteen, sort of my jam. the pastor, the megachurch pastor who's always smiling. Uh, uh, kid graduated. Kid graduated from college. Young uh, Austin. UT Austin. And when they graduated, uh, Joel and his wife, Victoria, posted on Twitter pictures with their son. And they were doing, what is it? The pinky finger and index finger. Yeah, up. it's a Texas Longhorns right. thing. And so they're like, yeah, Texas Longhorns. Also... Incidentally, the devil thing. And that's what everyone, their commenters on Facebook and Twitter were like, what is that gesture you're making? Okay, here's what I think. This is is evil, Joel. What are you doing? Can we talk about the narrow (laughs) margin of people who are going to get mad about this, right? So, okay, you take all of the population and then you narrow it down to people who care about Joel Osteen. So, like, that's narrowed down. And then you're narrowing that down further to people who, like, don't live in Texas or the South who would, like, get that. And then you're narrowing it down further to people who have never heard of the Longhorns thing <laughs> and further who have never heard of the Longhorns thing, don't get what it's all about, care about Joel Osteen, and care enough to get mad about this thing. Like, that's such a tiny segment of the population, and they're so loud. They are. Ugh, I'm oh, glad this, our people reading don't the yell at us screw up all the time. Yeah, the, that's what we get for having no listeners. <laughs> Thank you, I four s- of you. Hey, it's 15. They're counting 15. themselves now. Thank you. That's yeah, true. 
You guys are awesome. Oh, um, everybody's been so nice. I literally <laughs> said to Mike and my husband tonight, I was like, people have been really nice to me on the internet, and it's not something I'm used to dealing <laughs> with. I don't know if I like it yet. <laughs> it was really funny seeing Joel Osteen post that and then read the replies on Twitter. Oh, my. Yes, you have Christians who are like, we get it. Are congratulations. No, I don't think so. I think some of them were genuinely serious. Like, what is this sign you're making? And then you have Christians chiming in like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. It was amusing. Um, all right, let's talk about this serious one because uh, I don't want to avoid it. Um, the Manchester bombing that happened yeah. with Ariana Grande concert. Um, let me, I want to raise a couple aspects of this story that I, I haven't seen covered too much in the media because they actually are worried about the event itself and okay. the bombing. A um, couple things. First of all, uh, when this happened, it happened in our time, uh, like I think, whatever, late at night, yeah. six ish, seven ish at night. But it's the not late. Uh, Who are not you? late. The it happened late over late there. Late over there. It was like ten o'clock um, over there, so it was like five o'clock. Yeah, whatever the time difference was, it, it took a few hours before they figured out who the bomber was or what exactly what happened. they're affiliated with. Um, I, I you and know they what? still don't know, do they? I, they don't know. Uh, I think ISIS claimed responsibility, but they claimed but responsibility sure. for a lot of stuff. Um, you know what I meant to say? They didn't know what happened. They sure. didn't know it was a suicide bomber yeah. for at least a few hours yeah. after the bombing occurred. And then once they figured that out, we didn't know the name of the guy or the mm. motivation for a little while. But you could probably make assumptions there. But here's what I want to bring up. After the bombing occurred and people knew about it mm-hmm. to when they realized what exactly had happened, um, we posted something on our website that said, look, this looks There's uh, a bombing. Bad. There is a bombing. Um, and what we posted on our site, this is by one of our writers, David. He said, look, people are on Twitter were so quick to blame Muslims and say nasty things about Muslims mm-hmm. in the immediate aftermath of this. Mm-hmm. So I get where that's coming from. You see a bombing at a big event. Sure, sure you assume it's terrorism and you assume it's Islamic terrorism. I right. get that. Um, what David pointed out, and I thought rightly so, is that for all these people who claim to be skeptics, and because these weren't random, just random trolls online, uh-huh. there were a lot of people, even readers on our site, who were chiming and saying, of course they're Muslim. Of course uh. this was a terrorist attack and it was Islamic terror. And David's entire point is that may well be the case, but that is a don't jump to to that conclusion immediately. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I get if you want to think that, fine. But to jump to this conclusion that oh, we need to tighten up border policy, we need to like all Muslims need to condemn this. Like nothing has happened yet. We don't know stuff. And I was getting backlash, but whatever. Uh, And David was getting backlash, and I don't mind the backlash, but. The argument was, what do you think it is? That's not the question here. It doesn't here. matter what I think. I, I just think thought a it was lot of weird. Dumb shit all the time. Yeah, I just thought it was weird to see so many people who claim to be skeptics, uh-huh. all not saying I think this is what happened. Uh-huh. Our, David, what David said is, I'm going to quote him as an advocate for secularism. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's important to shine a spotlight on religious beliefs when they create or justify harm. But as a critical thinker and skeptic. I think it's even more important to wait until the evidence comes in before jumping to that conclusion and then doing whatever the hell you do with that information. Yeah. Totally reasonable I to me. I think that's a really reasonable. And point I think of for view. a lot of people, they were like, they, they weren't having it, which is 
frustrating, I think, for me more than anything else. Because, yes, when the information came out, Mm -hmm. that is exactly what it seems to point to. Yeah. That's fine. I have no problem with people using that information and saying, this is what we should do after that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about religion and what it contributed here. Let's have that discussion, but not before we even know what happened. Because to me, that is sort of the equivalent of like a black guy gets shot by the cops and immediately news, um, like uh, news reporters, like post pictures of like a mugshot of the guy who got shot or like a picture, you know what I mean? Like a picture of him looking menacing. He must have done something to deserve it. And so that's like jumping to like, he clearly is a bad guy. Like it's to me, I mean, it's obviously different situations, but it's jumping to this conclusion of like. Just wait for the information to come in before you do that. I mean, as skeptics, as critical thinkers, no one's saying don't criticize Islam no. if that's the motivation for this. Right. And because that's a whole separate nobody debate. nobody to jump to conclusions. Yeah. It's helping nobody. Um, here's the second part of this. <laughs> After we figured out, okay, this was a suicide bomber. It looks like he may have had ties to ISIS. ISIS claimed the attack. Um, this happened uh, either today or yesterday, Friday, Thursday, Friday. The mayor of Manchester, obviously trying to be the voice of reason, sure. moderation here, uh, Andy Burnham uh, is his name. He said to a rate in a radio interview, um, and I'm quoting here, the message that I would want to get over, and this is how the vast majority of people will feel. This man was a terrorist, not a Muslim. Uh, I liked it at first, and then I thought <laughs> about it, and it he is went a terrorist sideways. He, I think, what he should have said was, he is a terrorist. He doesn't represent all Muslims yes, or he's point. not representative of Islam. Yeah, or he's not representative of the Muslims in this community. A million right. things you could have said. Ugh. But to say he's not a Muslim? No, you can be both. You can be you can a be terrorist two things. Same thing, you Muslim. can be an atheist and an asshole. Yes. We do it all <laughs> the time. But yeah, just to, don't, you can't, this is what I think frustrates, this is where you get the whole regressive left argument mm-hmm. online. Like, don't deny the facts here. Mm-hmm. If you want to say it wasn't representative of Islam or this guy perver- uh, took a perverted version of it. Important to say. Yes, let's have that discussion. But to dismiss it, that is such a, that's stupid of the mayor to do. And I know what he's trying to do. Of course. I understand that. But it doesn't help anybody to dismiss what some people would call the root cause of the motivation behind what he did. Yeah. Um, uh, I think. Um, and he's not the only one, by the way. Uh, and. Uh, but do we know, like, how much? Okay, so it's what? 10 Obama has, Barack Obama has done that. Uh, President Bush did that. Uh, that he's Mayor not a Muslim. B- have said some version of the these weren't real Muslims. No, it's the they no true were, Scotsman but thing. yes, it's the no true Scotsman thing. And Mayor Bloomberg did it. David Cameron did it in Britain. Like, so this is not like this guy's the first guy to do it. But it's frustrating every time. No, it, it is. And it, it feels like a, an unforced error in a lot of ways of like there's ways to handle this. And unfortunately, this isn't the first time we've had to handle this. Like there should be like a playbook about this. Um, what I think is interesting, obviously, I did not do research for this evening <laughs> because I do have that old nine to five grind. It was Jean's day again at work. It nice. was fucking awesome. Fridays. Um but there were a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, I, I wish people could see us when we're um, recording this because I feel like part of the drinking game would be when I get so worked up, I take off my top layer. <laughs> Look at my shirt. It's Describe rain, my shirt. rainbow flag uh-huh. hoisted by a dinosaur. Yeah. 
What am I looking at? It's a shirt I got at Target a couple of years ago. <laughs> that is I, totally not what I would have expected Target <laughs> selling, but okay. They're like suit like they, it's been they're a lot more vocally trans inclusive now, but they've I used to live near the uh, Target in Uptown in Chicago. Yeah. Um and they used to around Pride because the Pride Parade went right out front. And they used to have like huge um, displays of like gay pride stuff. I bought this is a men's tank top, and I bought this um, before I officiated my friend's gay wedding. Tell me you wore this at the wedding. I did wear it to Damn the wedding. It. I wore a very smart dress to the wedding, but I did wear this <laughs> getting ready with a pair of jorts and a flannel, <laughs> and they made fun of me so hard. I was like, this is my best life. This That's is who awesome. I am tonight. Anyway. <laughs> Back up. So um, I can get worked up again. Back to terrorism. Back to terrorism. Um, (laughs) So what I have found extraordinarily disheartening. So obviously there's no good, there's no good guys here. Right. In terms of like what happened and and like, there's no good thing, but, and it's unfair to play like the, the shitty Olympics. But to me, the thing that's really been bothersome, and obviously there's all the shit that's happening with anti-Islam sentiment, and that's no good. But there's been... I've seen a couple headlines sort of noting in the headline that, like, Ariana Grande is known to be risque and is known to do... and, um, And I think to target... A, uh, a concert and her fans too, and her fans. So I, th- for me, the most, the, an extraordinarily troubling aspect of this isn't, isn't somebody went into a mall and bombed it, or went to an airport. It's they went to a place where there were going to be many, many, many young women, many of whom are you writing no, this time fine. down so you can cut no. this out. <laughs> many young women who are there and comfortable in their bodies and expressing themselves and having fun and being independent. And I like Ariana Grande a lot. Like she said some dumb stuff in the past. Like there's a thing with donuts. I think, I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Cause I keep seeing this thing floating around that she says, I hate America. I hate Americans or something. And it just has to do with the fact that she was like, as in something silly, she might've said at some point. I mean, right. But that's the thing, and that's uh, honestly, I've seen that. I, I don't think I've seen it like floating around in the wild, but I've seen people post it like, "Oh, this came up on my wall," huh. of like a picture of Ariana Grande, and like it's that quote, and I, it, she literally said in reference, there was like a big fucking pile of donuts, and she was like, "I hate Americans." Like, oh. it was a flippant, dumb thing to say. I grant you, but like, like she didn't have anything to do with this. Calm down. Her but fans that's the thing. People the are problem. so quick to say because I feel like this didn't happen. You know, at any like when any other concerts have been bombed, nobody was like, "Oh, this these guys' pants are too tight." So that happened. <laughs> it it's this they do it when it's women, it's, young women. It's, it's a finger pointy. And Ariana Grande is, I think, incredibly talented and very comfortable in her own sexuality. And like that is a hundred percent like her absolute right and people are drawn to it and then, and you think that's why they were going after uh, attacking her in a way that they never would have done to other people in that I, situation i think it's twofold i think the reason that her con- her concert in particular was singled out is because of very much a representation of women who are independent and embrace themselves and embrace their sexuality and and are f- are comfortable in their own skin something I, that would make like radical islam types correct. really upset and i would say really extreme of arguably any religion any woman who stands on her own two feet and 
can do shit like that is an inherent threat to a patriarchal religion. Like, that's just how it works. So there's that aspect. And then there's the aspect of, how come in the wake of this awful terror attack, I'm seeing so many think pieces about, like, did Ariana Grande... Like, there it's variations of, like, did Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande ask for this by, like, wearing booty shorts or oh whatever. God. And it's just a garbage thing to say. And it's... It's, it's victim blaming. It's... And it's if, specific you know, type of victim blaming. I don't That's even know ridiculous. if it's vi- victim blaming. It's like pointing the finger at the weirdest thing because I would say Ariana Grande wasn't the intended victim of this, right? Sure. They were targeting women who might as- like her, like her, or aspire to be like her, or whatever. And so they're blame. It's just this garbage, like circular mentality of like, oh, women are too. X and then this happens and yeah they shouldn't have done this but maybe she should have like not worn the sports bra and so, sports bra what is it 1996 and yeah. talking about the Spice Girls I don't know crop tops out kids wear um anyway it's any just of a, that it's ridiculous it's just a fucking bummer and God to happen in Manchester which is such a I don't know like it's just like a working class sort of city in England it's not like the center of like a huge cosmopolitan city where it, it's, uh, I don't know. For I'm what just, it's worth, uh, as we're taping this today, uh, I think Ariana Grande said she's going to return there, do a benefit concert. Good for her. That's awesome. I think I read that she's going to pay for all the funeral costs. It's, I think that was a rumor. I don't oh. think she's going to do that, but uh, I mean, the benefit I concert I definitely will go see to that. that as the headline on Facebook that I didn't click I on. I am shocked. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> all right. We're moving to uh, this story, which is in the Minnesota House of Representatives. Yeah. Uh, this is not one that got media attention. I hope I got the thing about Manchester right, because I could be wrong. I might be thinking of Manchester in the 60s. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's it, it's great. I didn't. If I got anything wrong about the city vis-a-vis whether or not it's working class, I'm really sorry. I'm doing my best. Davy Jones from Manchester. Go ahead. Oh, is he? Yeah. I just bought all the monkeys (laughs) on DVD, like the two series of the monk. I have a lot of time on my hands. Nice. Minnesota House of Representatives. They're passing a big tax bill in the state. And a Democrat uh, basically wanted to bring up the point that um, there is a tax loophole that companies can use to short like store their taxes or do their they can avoid paying taxes in the state by like offshore havens tax havens and stuff and what he wanted to do is to say hey there is an amendment we should add to this bill Uh to make sure they can't do that because if they're in our state they should pay taxes in our state that sounds really sensible to me sensible right how and did so that go? this Democrat basically asked one of the Republicans who was speaking on behalf of the bill or whatever, uh-huh. here's what he wanted to ask her, or he, here's what he did ask her. Do you think benefiting people who are hiding money in Liberia is worth raising taxes on your own constituents? Saying that okay. if you're okay with them storing it over there, we have to raise taxes on our people right. to make up for that money difference. Needs to happen here. Yes. Um, so he wanted to raise that point. So he asked her this. Uh-huh. Here is her response. I'm going to quote this one. Am I going to hate this? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to quote the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, because you need to hear this in its full glory. It might be because it's late. Uh, her name, by the way, I should say. Uh, State Rep uh, Abigail Whelan is her name. She responded, um, it might be because it's late and I'm really tired. She's but Republican? Uh, she's Republican. Oh, I'm going to take this opportunity to just share with the body something I've been grappling with over the past several months, and that is the games we play here. And I just want you to know, to the Democratic rep and the Democratic caucus, I forgive you. <gasps> it is okay because I have an eternal perspective about <gasps> this. 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're not done guessing. Uh, I have an eternal perspective, and I want to share that with you and with the people listening at home, that at the end of the day, when we try to reach an agreement with divided government, we win some, we lose some, nobody's really happy. But you know what? Happiness and circumstances, not what it's about. There is actual joy. There is actual joy to be found in Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you all. If you would like to get to know him, if you are listening at home or here in this room, please email me. Or here on this call podcast. Me. Would love to talk to you about Jesus. He is the hope of this state and of this country. Abigail Whelan. Abigail. That didn't answer Honey. the question. That didn't answer the question. And, no, it and didn't it even didn't... approach. <laughs> like, it's like that Billy Madison quote of like, and you've seen that movie, right? Yes, I have. Finally. Like, I'm now stupid or having listened to your answer yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, like nothing you said approached anything that made <laughs> sense and we're all in our stu- yeah. Yes. Um, and then, of course, she, with all the other Republicans, voted to protect the offshore tax havens. Oh, well, 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 they're the real heroes. Is there anything more passive aggressive than telling somebody you forgive them? Oh, man. It's the most passive aggressive thing any Like human that Democrat do. didn't need to be forgiven no, for he anything. Wasn't asking, he wasn't apologizing. <laughs> he wasn't asking for forgiveness. Uh-huh. But like, if I was like, I forgive you. What did I do? Well, <laughs> you know what you did. I guess so. Um, <laughs> she forgave him for trying to make the world a slightly so better for brave. Minnesota residents. Such a hero. Um, do you have on your list of things the body slamming? Yeah, huh? Okay, cool. Oh, we'll talk about All it. Right. Okay. I, I just wrote Montana <laughs> down because I wanted to get to that. Let me bring up one more Miles before we get to Montana rounds. guy. Yeah. Um, Gallup released a poll today. They do, or this week, they do it every two years. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's a big deal when they do it. And it's about creationism and like what percent of Americans actually accept oh creationism. God, tell me it's 100% people believe in evolution. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year, this We're is the year. We're not there yet. But belief in creationism, all time low. All right. And by belief tell in me. creationism, I mean uh, the way they... Is it young it. earth creationism or is that specific? Young is it? earth creationism. God cre- I'm going to paraphrase here. God created us in our present form under 10,000 years ago. Do you accept that? That's the question they're asking people. It's less than 10,000 years uh, ago. Is it? Uh, it's less, just a grammatical I'm thing. The AP sol- no, no, no. It's not your fault. The AP technically takes under now for right. figures that are less than, but I think it's a garbage <laughs> thing. I'm watching you, AP. Nice. Um, <laughs> yes, God created man in his present reasoning. form. Uh, actually, if I'm looking at this, I don't even know if they say 10,000 years, but they do say okay, God created us in, his present, in our present form. Okay, hit me with those stats. Okay. Um, I'm saying 50%. Uh, that are young earth creationists, yeah. lowest ever. Lowest ever is 38%. That wasn't that far off. 38% of Americans are creationists okay. who believe God created us in our present. It doesn't so mean young earth, but it means they are creationists. So 38%. Okay. Run me down. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do an educated guess. My yes. educated, I mean a glass and a half of wine guess. Yes. Of just run down the options, and I'm gonna just write down some options are some figures. Okay, uh, God created man okay. in present 38%. form. Thirty-eight percent. The other options: um, man developed evolution uh-huh. uh, through evolution, but God guided the whole process. Okay. And the um, other option I've, is oh, so it's three options. Yes, uh, we developed through evolution, but God had no part in the process. Okay, let me see. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to say 40... Okay, so I'm going to say Young Earth Creationist, we know is 38. Yep. I'm going to call 47% on like on a 
God-guided evolution, evolution. thing. Okay. And that leaves five, carry the one, two, eight. That leaves 15% believe in evolution? <laughs> um, How close am I? Hey, you're not that far off. Really? Uh, another 38% believe in God-guided evolution. Uh, and that... Uh, I don't. I think there's a little rounding errors here and stuff, but 19 percent accept evolution the right way, which is to say where all the evidence points 19%, to. 19 percent, and that so is an all-time high. So that's one in five people believes in evolution without God having any role in the process. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Hammond. You said it's another 38, so it's 38, 38, yep, 19. and 19. That doesn't feel they like double us. Good mathing. Uh, 76, 96, 95, I guess the other 5% want nothing. <laughs> the other 5% has had a stroke during the question. Yes. Um, here's what I will say. Obviously, the 38 who believe in young earth creationism, what the actual fuck. Or old earth creationism, yes. Or older, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't narrow it down. What I will say, I will take a guided evolutionary stance. Yeah. I don't give I'm a I'm not shit. as bothered by because, that. Because those guys aren't the ones saying like, no, there's no such thing as X because God, like, I don't believe those are the people like f- who are rapidly anti-science. I right. think it's that. They're know. the ones who are fine with you teaching evolution right. in science class. And they just think, oh, well, God must have played. This is what Catholics believe. Yeah. Um, God, evolution is there, but God had a hand. I mean, sorry, I want to get this right. They don't say God like, guided evolution per se, but Catholics accept evolution without a problem. Sure. Um, even if they think, you know, this is all part of God's master plan or something. But here's the thing. Two times the number of Americans, like we are doubled. The number of Americans who percent who believe in evolution, who accept evolution, we are doubled by the number of creationists out there, which is sad. Um, that explains why I only have 300 Twitter followers. <laughs> If you were Ken, I'm so sorry. If you were Ken Ham, you would clearly have blueberry B L U E U R A phone. And of course, the people who went to church more often accepted the creationist view. That's not surprising. You don't fucking say. I know. That's such a low number. Like Europe laughs at us, and they should. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of that is great. Yeah. The thing. On a side note, as commenters have pointed out, 38 percent of U.S. adults. Are pretty much that's Donald Trump's approval rating too. Holy shit! <laughs> that was what he ended up getting, right? Like thirty, yeah, something, thirty-six, something like that. Um, oh, he met the Pope. He did meet the. That Pope. was an amazing. And photo he made sure Sean Spicer could not meet the Pope, dude. Just to be a that dick. is cold. <laughs> All right, if you all don't know, <laughs> the the Trump troop went to Rome. Did a little stop over in the Vatican, and there was like a short list of people who would actually get to meet the Pope, like IRL, face to face with the Pope. Sean Spicer has been apparently very, he's Catholic. Lifelong Catholic. Lifelong Catholic, was very vocal about wanting to, you know, get a, get a Pope handshake. <laughs> Trump, like, straight up shut him down. He didn't find out until like the day of, and he was, I think, one of the most senior staffers who wasn't, like, people junior to him, yeah. to Sean Spicer, were asked, who were like, it's like, I... He really I, is I, the whipping boy, kind of. He really is. And I don't feel bad for Sean Spicer, because yeah, he made no. that bed, and I hope he lies in it a good long while, because mm-hmm. I really like 
Melissa McCarthy <laughs> being <laughs> him on SNL. Um, oh, it's on hiatus now. Ugh. But anyway, I think that's a garbage thing to do. Also, what was the thing with Melania and Ivanka wearing black veils? Is that a thing you're supposed to do when you? I have no idea. I don't know why they wore that. Uh, it looked like funeral garb or something. It, did you see there was a picture of Melania? <laughs> and it was like in that, like, because she's literally wearing all black and like a black, va- very yeah. dramatic. Like, I don't know if that's fashion or they were trying to cover up or something. I don't know. It was very like Edwardian or something. Yeah. <laughs> there was a caption that said, dress for the job you want, hashtag widow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Melania, no what are we going to do with you? <laughs> Bless her She'll heart. go back to New York. Um, let's talk about this Greg Gianforte guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he beat up the reporter. Sure did. Still got elected because a lot of that was early voting before the incident happened. Yeah. So the votes were kind of in. Um, so I found out, I found out about this. Did it happen yesterday? Two days ago. Uh, today's Friday. He got elected yesterday, Thursday night. But all the brouhaha came out. Like Wednesday Thursday. night. Was it Wednesday night? Brouhaha. Okay, well, then I found out about it Thursday afternoon because that's how I live my life. Um, and I... Just Googled, because my coworker was like, did you hear somebody got body slammed? And I was like, <laughs> what? So I literally Googled body slam. <laughs> and the first thing that came up was a Fox News article, because three Fox News yeah. reporters witnessed it and wrote about it. And were like, this is fucked up. Like, they were appalled, which... And when Fox News is like, oh, yeah, the reporter's story, totally right. Yeah, and... And, and and worse, actually, than what the reporter said. Right, right. Well, and I, I do always want to give credit where credit's due, because, like, I will shit on Fox News all day, but, like, <laughs> their reporters did real reporting, and good for them. Mm-hmm. They could have easily just turned a blind eye and to it. Tot- imagine what if they didn't say that, because yeah. Gianforte's campaign spokesman put out a thing saying, you know, it was his fault. He was being belligerent or whatever. Oh, my God. Can I read that? That was the most Um, garbage statement ever. Like, he basically said it was the reporter's fault, which that's a whole controversy. But Fox News, those reporters came out and said, like, their story was, no, that's not what happened. Not even close. So we still haven't had an apology for that statement from Um, his campaign. I want to read his statement because it is, A, obviously super victim blamey, obviously, because that's kind of their whole goal. Um, although they've admitted this is a lie, defense is important. Um, what, the the things like even their like justification for what happened, yeah. Even if you take that like as gospel, even that's like, all right, dude, you still fucking overreacted. Um, let me find it. Tonight is Greg was so Greg is the Gene Forte. Is that how you say? Yeah, it? Greg Gene Forte. Was given a separate interview in a private office. The Guardian's Ben Jacobs entered the office without permission, aggressively shoved a recorder in Greg's face, and began. Carry on. Don't try to one up me with your fancy recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, and aggressively shoved a recorder in, in Greg's face and began asking badgering questions. So, first of all, what I'm hearing is a guy walked into a room, held a recorder to somebody, <laughs> and asked a question. Like those are like just what sort, sort of, of reporter is this? Like just like I'm <laughs> just imagining him job. like poking him in the face with this recorder. <laughs> uh, Jacobs was asked to leave after asking Jacobs to lower the recorder. Jacobs declined. Greg, I don't know why they keep first naming him. Greg then attempted. It's to, his campaign. That's why. Oh, Greg, because he's really folksy and the yeah. same as Greg. Then attempted to grab the phone that was pushed in his face. This person is earning their English degree. Yeah. 
pushed in his face. Jacobs grabbed Greg's wrist and spun away from Greg, pushing both to the ground, pushing them both to the ground. What the f- How? What is that? It's unfortunate that this aggressive <clears throat> behavior from a liberal journalist created this scene at our campaign volunteer barbecue. There's so much to unpack here. I w- like even so even reading the story verbatim from their campaign, like he's Greg still comes off as like the dick bag here. <laughs> and that was the sanitized. That was version. like the best they could spin it. Yeah. It was a garbage story. And all the reporting goes against all that. Um besides all of that, because if anyone's following politics, like you've heard that now. Yeah. yeah. And he won, and then he gave this apology only after he won, whatever. Let's talk about, okay, where do you go from this point forward? Because politics folks can talk about... You get out of politics because you can't pick people up and then pretend to be a representative of the people. We need to stop accepting this. Republican. No, no, heaven, (laughs) no. This is garbage. We need to stop accept... I'm about to... We need to stop accepting this kind of garbage from our representatives and pretending it's okay and pretending these like... I didn't vote I'm not for the yelling guy. at you, Hemant. I'm yelling at men. Oh, okay. Then. No, I, it's just it's just this garbage thing of like these like fucking old white guys in power can do anything and stay in power and see no consequences to their Republicans. Actions. No, I mean that's the yes, argument. You're if, right. If a Democrat did this, doesn't matter who it is. Because because it liberals hold people responsible for right. things sometimes. It's just this garbage thing that like men can like trip over their own dick into somebody's pussy. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's but they can literally show. do anything and they'll be apologized for even they're the even though they're the quote-unquote party of family values. They're the party of Christian people. But they can do anything. One of the few honest things Donald Trump said is, I could stand off if them or shoot someone, they would still vote for me. And you know, he's fucking right. And these are supposed to be the... This is supposed to be the morality party. Are you kidding me with this? This man is... This man assaulted another person and was elected into office the next day. Like, this man is a dangerous person and he shouldn't be representing any... I'm sorry, I'm going to wake up your baby again. What really worries me is if that's what he did to a stranger, I wonder what he does to people who, like, are close to him. Uh, 10 out of 10 chances, man, Um, has, like, abused a spouse or a significant other. 10 out of 10. So he's going to be... On the record. Allegedly. Um, No. 10 out of 10 chance. We, uh... I'm going to get sued. You are going to get... I'm I'm not part of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, when you look it up on iTunes, yours is the only name attached to it. So good luck with that, Uh, motherfucker. (laughs) Now that this guy is going to be in Congress, let's talk about a couple of these policy things. Because he's a social conservative. He made no mistake of this. Let's talk specifically about the evolution science stuff. Okay, just really quick. Um, Is he he a state? State? state Uh, No, he's the congressman. Oh, he's the congressman. He is the congressman. Montana gets one. He is the one in the House. Uh, they have two senators. I think one of them Where's is Democrat. Where's he from? He's not from Missoula. He's probably from like Bozeman or some shit. I think Bozeman. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take that, Bozeman. You burnt. <laughs> uh, this is a guy who... Is a garbage trash Is a Christian. Uh-huh. His family gave money to one of these shittier creation museums. As opposed to the really high-end ones. The expensive the ones. As opposed to the expensive one in Kentucky. Uh, the Glendive Dinosaur and Fossil Museum. Oh. It's a local creation museum he gave money to that um he actually because he is a tech billionaire so you want to give your money to shitty museums but not to like real museums or children this is what he does with they know Uh, what they did 
he gave a commencement address at Montana Tech, which is a good school in Montana. He uh-huh. gave a commencement a couple of years ago, and students protested the hell out of it because this is a guy who is anti-science. Good for them. Like, they knew this guy. Um, he like, said many times, I want schools to teach the controversy, that sort of thing. My favorite, though, is he did an interview just last month because, you know, he's trying to do some interviews and he didn't beat up this reporter. Oh, good for him. But Steps. at one point she asked him about evolution oh, and she asked him point blank. It's a woman. Um, after she pointed out, you know, your family has given money to that Glendive Museum. Do you personally believe in evolution? Yes, I know. We don't like the word believe. Do you accept evolution? Whatever. Do you believe in evolution? And his response is, I personally believe that God created the earth. Then she followed up. Okay, but do you believe personally in evolution? This kind of goes back to the, is it God guided or not? Uh He says, I believe God created the earth. I wasn't there. I don't know how long it took. You weren't. But I look around, I think God created the earth. And so she added one more time. And so evolution is not something that you believe in? Good for her. To which he said, "Um, I think I've answered your question. Like, no, you didn't. You know what's funny, Hammond, mm. is I wasn't there when they signed the Declaration of Independence, so I'm kind of agnostic as to <laughs> yeah, whether or not it happened. It's I only also, on evolution that they're like, I wasn't there. I did not see JFK get shot, so I'm pretty sure. Or Elvis He's died. He's still alive. So still both alive. of those. If I, Hammond, here's what you need to know about me. If I don't witness a thing with my eyeballs, <laughs> I, how, could I, how could we know? I wasn't there, Hammond. And based on the way the Republicans do I wasn't science, there. Jesus probably did gonna rise put, from the grave. They'll probably put this guy on the science committee. Oh God, what the like? Because f- that's what they do. These are garbage humans running our oh. garbage country. That's it's, gonna be on a billboard when. And by the way, the question wasn't, "Do you think like God created the earth?" No one asked him that. I don't. Care, that's dude. actually irrelevant to the point, which is, do you accept like what science tells you? And he totally didn't answer that question. He's just like God created the earth. I answered your question. Like, that doesn't answer it. And that's the Ken Ham, I wasn't there, therefore anything goes. This man's not how science works. So- Why wasn't he arrested, Hemant? Uh, Why they, are there no. He has to fucking- show up in court soon. Why are there no consequences for anybody's actions? If you're an old rich are you white guy. A Republican white guy? No. All right, and then. That's now you know the answer. Consequences for my action. Probably. I haven't seen them yet, but I assume they're coming. I'm just kidding. I live in consequences all the time. <laughs> um, no, this is garbage. I hate but that But this guy. is a guy who's probably going to be on the science, like, he is yeah. their congressman. He's he, a garbage he, person. Even if he's not on the science committee, he gets a say in this stuff, and he doesn't accept science. Another one. This, like, we didn't need another one of these people. And I know it's Montana. I know, okay. like, he had a, he was probably going to win right. anyway, even without let's not drag Montana the, down with this. Montana's an excellent state, which employed me for two years. Which voted for an assaulting conservative yeah but they were nice to me personally so um while we're on this subject uh betsy devos secretary of education christ she's doesn't she have a really ugly house is that a headline i saw i do not know okay i'm gonna look it up Um, but she showed up on a i think she was part of a house uh, appropriation subcommittee she was answering some questions about like funding and things like that and so people wanted to know this is specifically uh, representative Catherine clark from massachusetts she wanted to know like the point she wanted to make is that there are schools, private Christian schools that are getting federal money and they're doing it through, uh, whether it's on the state level or whatever, but they get state funds through vouchers. Mm -hmm. And the question this representative wanted to ask is like, is it okay if these private schools discriminate against certain types of students? Cause these Christian schools will say, if you're openly gay, no, we don't want you. Uh 
Um, obviously, if you're not part of our religion, we don't want you. Um, and so the question this representative wanted to ask was, will you stand up, Betsy DeVos, and say that this school, getting federal money or state money or whatever, should be open to all students? Which is a fair question. If you're getting money from taxpayers, uh-huh. shouldn't you only give that to schools that are open to everybody? Right. Or at least there's some good reason why it may not be. And you know I bet what I mean? she was like, you know what? You're right. If a school is getting publicly funded, <laughs> I believe <laughs> that they shouldn't discriminate because that would be against the Constitution. And I would hate for that to happen under my watchful eye. Of course, that's not what she said. Come on. What what got really weird, though, is that it got even like knowing that when the representative she's moving into. Interesting. That's a lot of levels. Yeah. It, guys, look at her house. I don't even house. think that's ugly. That's just a big house. Oh, I think it's just ostentatious. Um, Go ahead. They asked her, like, okay, would you be okay with a school letting, uh, would you let taxpayer money go to a school that discriminates against LGBT people? And she's just like, well, she's a like, school I've never choice. She's like, I've a gay person. It doesn't yeah. affect me. Uh, it's all about school choice. Parents can choose where their kids go, blah, blah, blah. And then the representative, like, chimes back, like, well, what about if they were African-American students? Like, this is not something Christians do, but if they did, like, where uh, do you draw the line? Maybe not this decade, but... <laughs> Yes, exactly. Where do you draw the line is what they wanted to know. Like, when is it okay for them to discriminate? When is it not? Uh She wouldn't answer the question. And the the representative, Clark, actually said after all this, I am shocked that you cannot come up with one example of discrimination where you would stand up for students. Because they firmly believe in discrimination. Yes, if if it's based on your faith, anything goes. To be honest, I think that... Like, yeah, they'll say it's based on their faith, but I would argue most of these people would say that they have the right to discriminate on their own. Like, I own this store or whatever, so I have the right to decide who comes in or not, which is true to an extent, but they are completely fine I think you're right in the general. I haven't heard that with the school so much, and I think most Christians are, even the evangelicals who are conservatives, even they seem to have lines on some stuff, but... Homosexuality, definitely one of the controversial points. Race, they're pretty good about now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. It, it's where do you draw the line when it comes to taxpayer money? And I think for a lot yeah. of liberals, it's if you're getting taxpayer money, you shouldn't be able to discriminate right. on these issues. Well, and I, I also wish people more frequently would say, hey, if if this is an okay thing to do to, to fund these Catholic schools, these Christian schools with, with vouchers, I'm going to go ahead and fund my Islamic school or whatever. Like I wish that happened a lot more because you know, people wouldn't be good yeah. with that. You and it know. does happen, but it's so rare. And so you're right. Like if it, if, a, and I, and I would argue like if a Muslim if, school is doing this, I wonder what conversation we'd be having. Oh my, and I would say like, you know, this reporter I think was asking great questions, but I would love for somebody to ask like, okay, it's all about school choice, right? It's all about this. And it's all about religious freedom. Okay. Is it okay for Muslim a Muslim private school who's get that's getting government funds to discriminate against Christians? Because I bet she'd change her fucking tune right quick. Right. Um, I want to end on a high note. <sighs> a happy finally. yes, finally. We have one happy story. Um, last December we learned that uh, Utah, its Democratic Party, had actually approved a secular caucus within the Democratic Party. Okay. And all that really means is that... <laughs> You're using we learned pretty loosely, because I certainly <laughs> did not learn um, that. 
like and it's it's a Utah December, Democratic sorry, Party. 2016 or yeah, 20, 2016. Yeah, okay. 2016. Um like if you're a Utah Democrat, you're kind of in the minority already, mm-hmm. so you don't hear much about Utah Democrats sure. as a party. But basically they said, "Okay, uh, we want to we'll we'll approve a secular caucus." Uh-huh. Um so the people who are members of that caucus, they kind of have a seat at what the Democratic Party supports and promotes and we want our candidates to say and Great. that's not a small thing. Yeah. Um, so I had written about that and saying, hey, this thing happened. And it turned out one of the people paying attention or who had <laughs> seen that one. There's got to be one out there. There's got to be somebody. Uh, was Scott Pryor. And Scott was actually someone who ran um, for the Arizona State Senate, I believe. Oh, dope. Um, and he lost in November, but whatever. And he'd actually, I think, tried. This is his third time running for that seat mm. um, in a red area. Yeah. So he lost anyway. So he's trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now? Do I try running again? Because I think Democrats need a good candidate to vote for, and I want to be that guy. Um, his wife, too, uh, Kara Pryor, had also run for, I think, the state house oh, cool. for the third time or something. And she had lost, too. So they're both trying to figure out, what do we do? And again, <laughs> this is... are rough months in that household. <laughs> I know. And it's... But they kind of knew it, like, in sure, the sense sure, that sure, it's sure, a red sure, area, sure. but they want to... for them. They want to run. They should run, right? And they did it as open atheists, too, which is kind of awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, he saw that thing that happened in Utah. He's like, that's neat. Why don't we have that in Arizona? Oh, awesome. They formed a secular caucus in Arizona, and they just got approved this week. Oh, great. So the Arizona Democratic Party now has a secular caucus. Um, and again, I think my initial reaction is that is awesome. Uh-huh. But like, okay, but what can they really do? Doesn't matter. Uh, here's what they can do, though. Like, uh, there are so many things where church-state separation is an issue, where the voice of this growing number of non-religious people, there are some concerns we have about anti-discrimination stuff, um, church-state separation issues. We know what we're concerned about. You don't need to They <laughs> will have a seat at the table to help yes. shape the party platform That's and really policies. Excellent. That is an amazing thing. Um, so anyway, if you, uh, we'll post in our show notes links if you're in the state and you want to get involved. Yeah. Because they have to, I think, formally like choose their board or oh, whatever yeah, email us tell us uh, all about it November. i'd love to hear about but it yeah so uh they have a thing that it's that's a really neat thing there's no reason by the way this can't happen in other states um heaven are we should. gonna make a caucus in a- illinois uh good luck do i have to be elected to office uh no or, no, oh, no no okay all right you, all right this is looking a little brighter i think the hard part is just making sure you're following the rules of the democratic party um in theory, it could work for the Republican Party, too, but it's not going to. Um, but in theory, make sure you're following whatever the rules are for getting a caucus approved. And then the party has to approve it to make sure, like, they're not approving anybody. Um, but, yeah, it, this is an awesome. That's a good move. I want to see this happen in more places. And we talk about we wish we had a seat at the table in politics. Yeah. And, yes, one Let's way to do it. it is to get elected officials out there doing it. That's a hard sell, as we all know. I just had an idea. But this is a good way to do it. Haven't. Hmm. On our Patreon page, if uh-huh. we get a certain threshold, we should make you run for local office. That's a horrible... I would be your campaign manager. I own so many Blazers now. <laughs> I'd be so great. I could write your speech, professional writer. Haven't, I think we should cheers to the first piece of good news we've ever had <laughs> 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 this dumb podcast. Boom. You're supposed to drink. Oh, Haven't, fuck. you're so bad at wine. Warm wine. Mm, warm Riesling. Uh, There's people out here who think my warm Riesling's... Riesling joke is really funny. They don't occupy this room presently. <laughs> That's why there's just silence. Just, just <laughs> silence hanging over here. Um, oh, Cubs are losing. 
Uh, of course they are. I didn't realize that. Has that TV been on the whole time? It have has. you been I watching TV while I've been talking? Because it's really rude, I actually sir. have it. This is the first I saw the score. <laughs> um, um, okay. All right. I got nothing. There are more stories, but I'm like, all right, screw it. Yeah. If we get through those, I'm that's tired. enough. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we do have, I'm going to say, I think next week, I will try to midweek. We have one more interview that in the bag um, that we haven't posted yet. If you, I hope you got a chance to listen to the one with um, Maggie Rowe, which we posted last week, yeah. which uh, awesome story and interesting story. Um, we have one more, which is with the, have you've heard of the Church of Scientology. There's a guy who runs it, though, called David Miscavige. His dad, oh yeah, Ron Miscavige, has left the church. <gasps> he was on Leah Remini's. Yes, uh, he was the show. the show. Yeah, he was on there. He's been talking a lot about the church, and he spoke to me about it. It's one of the. It's one of these interviews where uh, I didn't, I don't think I said like a damn word in the entire <laughs> thing. It's just. He he tell me your stories. Say. Yeah. Um, uh, and so also we'll post that soon. Haven't you kind of lied to our listener? Because we have two interviews backed up. Because the other one is the dumb thing I did with my brother. That's that's right. That's, that's coming like, afterwards. That's like in the pipeline for when we can't record a week. And we're like, shit, we need to just get something out there. There we go. Um, yeah. it's. I don't know how good it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it's free. Um, <laughs> cool. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, thank you. People have been super active on like Twitter and stuff like that yeah. recently. We like your messages. Yeah, They're always entertaining. I really enjoy it when I'm sitting in my cubicle. I just read it. And to be honest, it's when I sneak to the bathroom and camp out there for like <laughs> 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, Twitter. That's gross. I'm sorry I told you guys that. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Heaven's his Hemet dumb Meta. name. Everybody hates it. It's uh, boring. It's <laughs> not It's not a nickname their friend gave them when they were 16. That's what my email address is. No, that's when I chose when I was probably 14. <laughs> I haven't you, changed it. You had Gmail when you were 14? Uh, I had AOL, that's, but it was the same email address. Oh, you address. just yeah. evolved it? Uh-huh. Um, uh, so thanks for listening. If you like what you're listening to, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Thank you for those of As you who are there. Friendly rem- yeah, we're and actually- And we'll actually, uh, once I think the next month starts, we'll go ahead and start with the rewards and stuff. Yeah, we're going to do rewards. Um, we're going to make Hemant, if you <laughs> missed our last episode, um, I think we're going to have... It, okay, so if we hit a certain goal, we're going to make Hemant participate in pop culture for the first time in his Ugh. sad life. Um, and so we're going to make him watch Star Wars, which is ironic because I don't super care for Star Wars, but I just think it's really funny to make him do that. So we're going to have my husband sit in who loves Star Wars. <laughs> so we'll have somebody who has something to say about it. Um, so please go on, donate. Um, friendly at this. Nope. Patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. It's not brief, but it's memorable. <laughs> um, my Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. Um, you have a blog, right? What's it called? Oh, right. Hey, friendlyatheist.com. I've not, not heard of it. Uh, what else is happening in our lives? Nothing, Nothing. else. Nothing. Memorial <laughs> Day weekend. Do you take, do you take holidays? No. Do you have weekends? I haven't taken a day off in years from blogging. Yeah, but you get to sit on your couch a lot. Yeah. Um, somebody suggested that if we hit a certain goal, we have to. Make you wear a blazer and heels when you start writing. Who the hell? Because I was complaining that like because I don't have a work uniform or something. You made a really crude, I would say, joke about how you could type naked, and I'm like, no, I have to wear like a fucking blazer and heels. And someone's like, I think Hammond should have to do that too. And frankly, sir, I agree. Veto, veto. No, I don't think that's how this works. This is a democracy. Okay, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been so fun hearing back from you, Friendly Atheist uh, Podcast.
podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us a note for me to read uh, during my work day. I appreciate it. Yes. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.